This Rise and Shine podcast series has been made possible by the generosity of the Zeitelman Family Foundation, which is committed to the unity and continuity of the Jewish people through meaningful and relevant Jewish education and wisdom. In some ways, learning to pray is like floating in the Dead Sea. You must trust that if you lift your feet, you'll be held up, that you need to relax a little, taking the scene around you. This is Rise and Shine, a podcast that offers timeless wisdom and uplifting meditations to fill your heart, feed your soul, and start your day on a positive note. Here is Adrian Gold Davis. Sometimes I think back to the first time I floated in the Dead Sea. I remember over the years before I'd actually tried it, seeing endless photos of people who looked like they were sitting in a chair in the middle of the water, like reading a newspaper or a book. It blew me away. But I wasn't sure it was going to work for me. I wasn't even sure I wanted to try it. Like, what if for some reason it didn't work? What if I sank like a stone? And then I had my chance. And I remember how at first I couldn't quite trust the buoyancy of the water. What if it couldn't hold me up? And then I bravely lifted my feet. And I remember how I kind of flipped onto my back, and without any effort, there I was, floating under a blue sky, delighted and amazed at how something as gentle as water could hold the weight of me. Sometimes I get that same sensation when I'm in the sky in a plane. And even though I don't understand exactly how the combination of force and speed keeps me up there, eventually I manage to relax and just enjoy the flight. So one of the first stages in learning to swim is to master the art of floating. It's perhaps the most terrifying step, if you think about it, because in order to float, one must totally let go. There's an element of trust involved, of course, but mostly the real job is to master the stillness and not agitate ourselves or the environment. I was thinking about all this the other day when I was just trying to fall asleep, how difficult it can be to shut off my mind, to just float, to just be. I remember when we were sleep training our kids, how hard it was, even for a baby, to trust in their body's capacity to sink in, to just slip into the nothingness that's rest. And as a mother, I experienced this all the time. I was never sure whether my worries and manipulations and efforts were getting the results I wanted in my kids, whether I should keep pushing and controlling, or if that was just me fighting against sleep, refusing to float. When are we supposed to float in life? And when are we supposed to swim, or at the very least, tread water? How do we know when it's okay to let go? If the parenting stages mean we move from the role of director, directing everything, and then supervisor, and then on to just a consultant, then I think in some ways consulting requires much more floating than swimming or treading. I used to pray like crazy for my kids to reach certain milestones, to accept certain values, to become a reflection of what I believed was best for them. I prayed so long and so hard, and I was sure that God was going to answer my prayers if I was persistent enough and I did it just right. And he did. It's just that sometimes the answer to my prayers was no. 
Because no is also an answer. And no is a complete sentence. I think I misunderstood the concept of prayer in general. I thought it was like a vending machine. If I just said the right combination of words and focused long and hard enough, then the candy bar I selected would drop down. I'd get what I prayed for, what I paid for, regardless of whether it was right for me or not. I have since learned that prayer is more like a rope that the Almighty throws to a drowning swimmer because by pulling on it, it yanks us out of the prison of our own fears and our delusion of control. It can remind us that we don't run the world despite our best efforts and it can help us float just long enough to make it back to shore. In some ways, learning to pray is like floating in the Dead Sea. You must trust that if you lift your feet, you'll be held up, that there's a buoyancy, that you need to relax a little, take in the scene around you without agitating it fruitlessly. And that refreshing pause often gives the space for some new thought to drop in, a gift from above. Prayer is sometimes just grabbing onto that rope and allowing ourselves to be pulled out of the crowded space that is our mind. In 12-step programs, they say, let go and let God. So, back to my question. When are we supposed to float in life and when are we supposed to swim or at the least tread water? This is, for me, the most helpful prayer of all. If I can let go of the perception of control that weighs me down like stones in my pockets and simply pray for guidance, I often find the answers come to me or are given or granted to me. That the trick is not asking for what I think I need, but to ask for guidance in dealing with that which I have, that which is right in front of me. In those same 12-step programs, there's a famous prayer called the Serenity Prayer. It goes like this. God, grant me the serenity to accept the things I cannot change, the courage to change the things I can, and the wisdom to know the difference. And the difference is very much like knowing whether it's time to float or swim or tread. The swimming is our efforts in the physical world to reach the goal we had in mind. The treading is knowing when to stay put in our efforts without pushing forward in that instant. And the floating is the ability to just relax into the moment we face and are facing and just let it be. This week, can you write down something that you've spent much effort to make happen or to change? Can you list the efforts of your swimming phase and try to track when you just treaded water on the issue? Then, can you pray for the strength to just float, to let go and cease all the agitation? Can you compose a prayer for yourself, asking for divine assistance in knowing when it is the time to swim, to tread, or to float. Because if you do, you may find yourself floating 
despite yourself. It's the turning it over to that power greater than yourself that can open the meditative pathways to new insights and you will get a much better night's sleep. I pray that all of us learn to just lift our feet. Thanks for listening to Rise and Shine. Don't forget to rate, review, and subscribe to Momentum Podcasts on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. Join Adrian again next time for more timeless wisdom and uplifting meditations that fill your heart, feed your soul, and start your day on a positive note. This podcast was sponsored by the Zeitelman Family Foundation. Spread the wisdom. Inspire Jewish individuals around the globe by supporting Momentum's podcasts. To sponsor, contact podcast at MomentumUnlimited.org. You're listening to a Momentum podcast. For unlimited inspiration, wisdom, and empowerment, visit MomentumUnlimited.org.